I would say start what you want to do while you're still working. And I, and I say that because you make better decisions when you're not thinking about how many dollars you have to make about this right away. Retirement. That's what we're all aiming at, right? But exactly what does that mean? It conjures up visions of endless days of golf, drinks with little umbrellas in them on a tropical beach, feet up, reading a book. Is that what it's all about? I don't think so. Life would get pretty dull after a while without anything meaningful to do, don't you think? I'm Jackie Doucette, and I'm on a mission to discover exactly what life is like beyond retirement. Join me while I chat with people who've already done it, who've retired to something rather than from something. Let's find out together exactly what's waiting for us when we say goodbye to that 9 to 5. Welcome to another episode of Beyond Retirement. I'm really excited today. I've got Jeremy Slate with me. He's the founder of the Create Your Own Life podcast, which studies the highest performers in the world. He studied literature at Oxford University, and he specializes in using podcasts and new media to create celebrity. He was ranked number one in iTunes business and number 78 in the iTunes top 100 charts. He was named the number one podcast to listen to by Inc. Magazine in 2019, and he was also named the top influencer by Forbes. After success in podcasting, Jeremy and his wife, Brielle, founded Command Your Brand to help entrepreneurs get their message out by appearing as guests on podcasts. I'm really happy to have you here today, Jeremy. Thanks. Absolutely, Jackie. I'm, I'm super, super stoked to get a chance to hang out with you today. Ah, well, we'll see if that uh, continues as, <laughs> as we go. <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm, I'm a little, I feel a little left out because I see uh, you have a, a well-aged wine shirt on and I didn't get my wine for this interview. So I feel left out. It's in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me a little bit about how you got started with what you're doing. Yeah. So interestingly enough, like um, as you were kind of like saying in the intro there, like my background is in, I'm like the world's ultimate nerd. So I went to school for uh, my undergrad degree is in religion. Um, I then studied literature at New College Oxford, and then I got my master's in uh, early Roman Empire propaganda, not a very applicable skill in the world of like getting a job or finding a career. But I ended up actually being a teacher. And um, in 2012, after a couple of years of teaching, my mom ended up having a really, really bad stroke. And it made me kind of look at a lot of things differently. And I'm like, all right, well, I guess I could try this whole entrepreneurship thing. So the first thing that I, that I took a look at was network marketing, which I didn't know what that was. So I saw this presentation, I'm like, I'm going to be a millionaire in like three days. Um, <laughs> it didn't happen. Um, I went from there to uh, selling products on Amazon and selling life insurance, uh, neither of which I made very much money on and actually lost money doing. And I kind of gave up on the whole idea of entrepreneurship. And I had been a podcast listener since about 2007 when they were still like a lot of audiobooks and stuff like that. So I'm like, hey, I can try it. I can try making a podcast. And the first version of it was called Rock Your Life. It was absolutely horrible. Nobody listened to it. And I quit after about 60 days. And I came out with this show, Create Your Own Life, in mid-2015. And it took off. We had 10,000 listens uh, in our first 30 days. And from there, it led to me creating a PR agency and all that jazz that we do now. That's amazing. <laughs> definitely, definitely different from where you started. Oh, my gosh. It's like, it's, it's, um, it's, it's interesting, though, because when I look at my life, like, what I was really good at was being a student and I wasn't so good at the teaching portion. And now I'm back to being a student. And I guess that's why I'm good at it. That could be. Yeah. That's because <laughs> I guess you are, you're learning from other people, you're, but you're sharing it. So you're yeah. still teaching, you're still teaching. Yeah. It's pretty incredible. I, I feel like, like as podcast hosts, like 
we get the chance to learn right alongside the listener, but they perceive us as the expert. So it's really kind of cool to get a chance to do that. <laughs> yep, that's true. So you help people create a brand for themselves. Um, yeah, I know. I know you said you started. You did a lot of different things. It's kind of like yeah. my life. The network marketing, the whole the whole procedure seems everybody goes through it. But for somebody who's just you know leaving their their nine to five job, they're just you know mm-hmm. they've been doing it for thirty years and and they figure they're done. They figure that this yeah. is the end of the road. I'm going to sit down, put my feet up. But then they start thinking, you know, there's still 30, 40 years left. What oh am I going to yeah. do? I can't sit on the sofa, you know, forever watching TV. Netflix won't last that long. So, oh God, I, I hope they're not watching Netflix all that time. <laughs> <laughs> so what do they do? How do they, how do they figure out what they want to build a brand around? Yeah. Well, I think it's, it's really interesting, Jackie, because you have to take a look at like, and it's funny because I don't think we explore this in, in, in life a lot of times, but like, you know, what, who do we want to help, right? Like, what does our basic purpose look like? What, what does that look like at its core? And I think that's kind of the first place to start is like, what would I be happy doing? And, and I think that's kind of the first place you start. But at the same time, you know, we talked about a lot of stuff I've been through. You just got to try something first, right? Like, so, you know, network marketing wasn't quite the thing for me, but I had to try it. I had to figure it out. So I, I would say, honestly, is find out what you like, find things in that area and continue to work it out and work on it until you kind of get better in that area. But the thing I also do recommend is I know like you are talking to a lot of people that are, you know, thinking about retirement or going through that as well. I would say start what you want to do while you're still working. And I, and I say that because you make better decisions when you're not thinking about how many dollars you have to make about this right away. So I would find out things that you like that don't, aren't going to be full time. Uh, maybe it can be a line. Maybe it can be uh, something small and local. But start that while you're still working in either your weekends or your nighttime hours or wherever it is so that when you do get into retirement, you can kind of push the button on that and go full time into that. Because you make some really bad decisions. And you're like, all right, so I need to make 300 bucks this week or I'm in trouble. Like you want to really do it to create a great process, create a great product and serve people. So I think that's really important to start there. That's a really great suggestion. I I like that. A lot of people don't think about that. They figure, well, you know, I'm busy working. I want to have my free time to be free time. But yeah, at some point that free time is or that work time is going to be your free time. Exactly. Yeah. And, And like just just looking at that, too, like, I don't know, like it to me, it just sounds boring to just not want to do anything like, you know, I guess after your work time is over, like, you know, as a as a person and I guess as a as a soul, like you want to make an impact, you want to help people, you want to touch people. So you got to figure out how to do that. Right. And, you know, a lot of people think, oh, I'm going to retire and I will uh, I'll play golf, I'll hunt, I'll do whatever. But you got to think about that a little bit. And are you going to play golf all the time? <laughs> <laughs> I, I just played golf literally just before we spoke, um, and I could not do this more than one day a week no. ever. <laughs> I got a really great cartoon that that runs in the back of my head all the time about golf. I won't go into it, but it it basically ends up with if you're supposed to hit the ball as few times as as possible, why hit it at all? Just yeah. go do something else. <laughs> it's not like bowling. <laughs> <laughs> so, so if you've figured out what it is you want say yeah. someone someone's decided that you know they're going to go into whatever it is that you sure know, that's kind of making their heart sing how do they figure out how do they build up the uh, the publicity make make a brand for themselves around that without costing them an arm and a leg well i i think first of all like something i'd recommend as well is in that process when you're working it out or figuring it out i would also find somebody that's done it before and seek some mentorship in that. I think that's really, really important. Um, but in terms of like when you're starting out and getting attention, 
the biggest thing people forget about is like what I like to call their power base, right? Like, you know, you have neighbors, I have neighbors, we have friends, we have local newspapers. A lot of people forget about that stuff. And that's actually the most attainable and like easily uh, impactful stuff out there. Um, I like to call it a small pond strategy. And because everybody has a small pond they're part of. Uh, I grew up in a small town, five-eighths of a mile in size. Nothing happens there. We don't have a high school. We don't have a grocery store. Nothing happens there. So like when you write a press release and put it in a local paper, they tend to print it. Like word for word. They even use my title. They use my photos. It's great. Um, so when you're really starting out, I tell people, make a spreadsheet of all the things that you would consider a small pond. So that would be your local newspaper. Um, if you have one that goes, we, we had a, a weekly that goes around to everybody's house in the county and gets delivered on a Thursday. So they're not really getting bombarded with news. So that's kind of a great place to start. So you start with something like that. You start with um, a lot of those things that you see in grocery stores that people can grab, like the small like circular newspapers that go out. Another great thing to really consider as well um, is like, my university had um, like, a, like a magazine that went out, like, what are the alumni doing? That's another interesting thing. Um, I live in a lake community. Lake communities tend to do magazines uh, about what's going on in their area. So you want to find out what are these small attainable things that you can get attention with first. And then you're actually going to be submitting press releases to these things. Now, the thing you have to consider when writing a press release is what's newsworthy about what I'm doing. Because I think a lot of times people are like, All right, I'm just going to put, I just want to get media attention. And you're not going to if it's not newsworthy. So a good example of that is when I started my podcast, when we had our first 50,000 downloads, um, like in the podcast world, it's not really a big deal. But outside of that, people don't really know a lot about podcasting. So it's interesting to them. They're like, wow, that's kind of cool. Podcasting, it's new, it's happening. So when I wrote a press release about that, it got picked up in the local paper, which also has an online version. So we got a backlink to our website. And uh, a editor for a regional newspaper happened to be reading. It got printed in the regional newspaper. A TV producer happened to be reading that newspaper and it ran on TV. So like there's a lot of different ways you can get attention if you think of what is the small pond I'm a part of where there's less competition, people care about what I'm doing and people already know me. So it's just really, really important to be considering that. And once you start there, you can build up a lot of different press pieces and you can then use those to get larger pieces. But that's something everybody can do because it's just sweat equity. You don't have to have any money to do that. You just look for, uh, when you're going to these websites, you look for a few different things. Submit a press release, newsroom, news tips, um, or if they don't have those, you can try emailing the editor or something like that. But that's something anybody can do, and it's just the amount of time you want to put in to get that attention. That's really cool. I, I wouldn't have thought of that, actually. Uh, <laughs> it's so attainable. It is. It is. It is. Our local newspaper just kind of went under, but uh, there are others in the in the neighborhood. Yeah. But yeah, that's a, that's interesting. It's a really great place to start because, and the cool thing about it that people don't think of is just because the world's online now, a lot of these newspapers don't just have a print version. They also have an online version, right. which means you're going to show up in Google and Yahoo News. So that's a big deal. It is. Yeah. So writing the press release, that then this is something, it can be just about anything, but as you say, it, yeah. it needs to be something that's actually newsworthy, not just... yeah. Hey, I did this. It's this is what it's doing for Correct. us, or, or something like that. Yeah, like like I give people an example of like um, I really care about like military stuff, so I'm like, hey, like you know, maybe a veteran opened the new business. That's actually newsworthy because people care about what veterans are doing. So like you want to think what's interesting and what's different and what's special about what I'm doing. Maybe your business is connected to a charity. Um, maybe you're impacting the community a certain way, like you're doing something about drug education, like whatever it is that's newsworthy and that's interesting and that can get printed. And I think that's where you got to start. Okay. So 
so then once you've done that, you've got yeah. your you've got your little thing, the uh, the wheels are turning, you're getting your publicity. Someone's going to say it's going to end. Like they're they're going to think I've come up against a wall now. What do I do? How do I find more people that might be interested in what I'm doing? Yeah. Well, so so one thing I'm uh, that I always recommend to people and it doesn't take a ton of skill to do it, so I don't want people to be like scared or anything like that is you want to set up like a really basic Facebook ad and for, you know, a lot of stuff you're doing. So what you do is once you have an online version, like a, you know, like as I said, it's going to be a print version and online version. You can then use that um, piece to then run it average to run it then at people that work for other news stations. Like you could run ads at people that work at Huffington Post or that work at TV stations or stuff like that of that media piece with a little blurb about it. And you can actually recycle a lot of those things you did with the first part of getting media attention just on your local level. So that does take a little bit of money and a little bit of budget. I'll be honest with you. I run those ads at a dollar a day budget. And what I'll do is I'll create an ad for each different news piece and they just run forever. And I'm then running them at people that work for different news organizations. And we've gotten a lot of inbound requests that way. So you're taking pieces you've already gotten and you're recycling them. So it's not a huge budget, you know, 30 bucks a month to run an ad for one piece of media you already got but it can create a big impact for you. Interesting. So changing, changing the subject a little bit, going off on a tangent <laughs> yeah. here. Um, you and your wife both work on in Command Your Brand, right? Um, yeah. Is that your- She's the brains of the operation. Uh, okay. <laughs> You're the pretty face, she's the brains? Uh, she's the brain. Well, she's the prettier face, yeah, but yeah, I, I talk a lot. <laughs> so is it your, your full-time job for both of you? Yeah. So, so, uh, for, as I, as I mentioned for me, like I, I've just been a podcaster and that's, you know, what I do in our podcast as well. Um, but, and then she's been in the PR world. So we actually have run this agency since 2016. Uh, we have 14 staff as of this year and, uh, you know, sales team, a booking team, uh, marketing team and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's our full-time business, but it started as, you know, us just trying to figure things out. And it took really two years before we kind of figured out how to like really make money. Um, so, you know, you don't always know it out of the gate and even the business you start out of the gate, isn't the one, like what we started out of the gate was doing like a done for you podcast service for people. And we found that it was just too expensive to be able to give people something they wanted at the price they wanted, where we could actually make money. Yep. So we then pivoted to, uh, one of the things we, we did before we launched a client show is we got them another podcast because it just made sense, right? Like you're reaching out to people that listen to shows about a brand new show. So, um, she kind of had this idea once we were getting this survey information from clients, like, Hey, I love what you do, but I'd rather just go on podcasts. We're like, maybe we shouldn't do the other stuff. So we really then took my knowledge of the podcasting space and how to like do a really great job for podcasters because I really want to respect this space because I'm a part of it. But then her PR knowledge at the same time, do a really awesome job for our clients. It was kind of like, it was interesting because I think when we first met, um, you know, 12 years ago, like we never thought that, our two worlds were ever meet because they're so far apart, but now we work together. <laughs> so uh, because your stuff is, is podcast, it's online. Um, yeah. Do you do it all from the same place all the time? The other thing that, that I talk about a lot is the idea that you can find something that you can do from anywhere because mm -hmm. my, my future is going to be traveling once COVID goes away and we can do that kind of stuff again. <laughs> Seriously. So, so I'm looking for things that, that people can do, that they can do from anywhere. Yeah. So I'm actually in the spare bedroom at my house. Um, we don't have an office. Uh, this is, we do all of our media from the spare bedroom at the house. 
And uh, we've been able to run our business really from anywhere. Like actually our team is all over the country. Like we have a few people in Florida. We I'm here in New Jersey. We have a few people um, out in out West towards the California area. We have some of our team is out in the Philippines. So like we're all over the place. And I'll, I'll right. say like last year um, we had uh, a speaking event out in Ukraine and we actually spent the day in London working because we can, you know, work from anywhere because our team is anywhere. Um, it's really interesting when you're coordinating being six hours ahead of your team, let me tell you, um, but you can work from anywhere. And that's, I think that's, that's something that a lot of people, a lot of the baby boomers, the people that are just, you know, coming into this world don't really understand. They don't see yeah. the, the, how easy it is to do that. Well, you know, it's interesting though. Like I think without the level of technology we have now, like that just wouldn't be possible, right? Like that's, yeah. I think that's why it's so unimaginable to people. Um, because I know like even when I was younger, like there were barely computers. So it's like yeah. where we've come in the last 30 years is incredible. So there's so much more open to people than there ever was before. And I think you have to take those opportunities to, to travel and, and kind of like live life, which we just didn't have that ability before. Yeah, exactly. So is there anything about your business, anything you'd like to share with uh, with the audience, um, things that are coming up in your world or or that sort of thing? So right now I'm actually uh, working on a book, um, which I told myself for years that I wasn't ready to write. And then finally enough, people were kind of asking me if I was stupid and why I hadn't done it yet. So I'm like, okay, fine. I guess it's time. Uh, and it's called Extraordinary. It's based on the six principles I've learned from the almost 800 guests I've had on my podcast about really what makes someone extraordinary. Like we've had um, the former director of the CIA on the show. We've had a uh, three-time 8500 champion. So I've really learned a lot of incredible stuff. So that's like the biggest project we're working on right now. Um, and just very excited about that. Yeah, that's, I'm looking forward to when that comes out. <laughs> We're in the pre-launch phase right now, which is actually going until the third. Um, and then the actual book is going to be released uh, in the first half of next year. Wow. Great. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. As I said, I told myself for years, it wasn't ready. And that's something I really think your audience needs to understand because they may be thinking like, Hey, I want to do something. I want to make an, I want to make this happen, but I'm not ready. You're never really going to be ready. You just kind of got to go for it and figure it out as you go along. Right. That, yeah, that's a big thing. It's there's always going to be something in the way. You got to get started. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like like we just we, we have a two year old now and we have another one on the way. And we've just managed to make a lot of stuff work with having kids like, you know, it is easier when they're smaller. I'll definitely say that as as she's gotten a little bit bigger and more rambunctious, it is more difficult. But you're always going to have stuff in life. You're always going to have bills. You're always going to have stuff. You just got to figure it out. Right. So where can people uh, find you if they want to look you up? Absolutely. They can check me out over at jeremyryanslate.com or they can check us out over at commandyourbrand.com. Perfect. Well, thank you very much. I really enjoyed talking with you, Jeremy. You've been uh, a fountain of, uh, of information for us. It's been wonderful. <laughs> Absolutely, Jackie. Thank you so much for having me today. I hope we were able to really help your audience. And that's it for this episode of Beyond Retirement. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. I hope you enjoyed it. Are you ready to start rocking your retirement? Head on over to www.beyondretirement.ca forward slash rocking it and sign up to plan out your own roadmap for retirement. Don't wait till it's too late.